Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the QB draw two days after the last time we talked to y'all. It is early signing day. Ohio State had a bit of a disappointing day today, and we are here to break it down with our good friend, Sean Blevins, uh, along with John, as always. Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. hi there. Um, I'm Sean Blevins. I'm a sports reporter for the Delaware Gazette right now, currently covering high school football and basketball. And um I'm a student at Kent State. I only got one more semester left. And this is actually my podcast debut, so I'm excited to do this. We're we're excited to have you along, Sean. We've uh, I've been a, a fan of yours for a number of months now. Um, you know, a, another real creature of college football online. Sean Sean B is uh, a little bit more official than uh, than than Ezra and I. Um, but but we do appreciate having him along uh, as as another set of eyes and ears and a guy who knows what he's talking about. Um, so obviously, Ezra alluded to it. Um, maybe not the day that uh, we anticipated um, when we started out. Um, obviously we had some great signings, uh, and some, some tough losses in there as well. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of recap it. We'll, we'll, we'll start from the top. Let's talk about CJ Hicks, Sonny Styles, um, and, and then get, you know, Gabe Powers expected to, to commit. I'm not sure. He's know. signing Friday. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. going to be at his, you know, his, his school ceremony or whatever. Um, but I think that those three fantastic signings um really great stuff to see uh good to see momentum kind of generated in that class as well sunny styles in particular feels like a really good get um because there was a reason a very strong reason for him to go to notre dame um seeing as his, his position that notre dame you know really does utilize to the fullest um but you know we're really happy to have him along uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on the uh, the, the linebacker slash defensive back signings thus far? So, uh, go ahead, John. Uh, you want, you want me to? All right. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, obviously, we need reinforcements, so we got those with Sony and CJ and then Gabe Powers. Um, I'm not sure how ready Sony will be right away. I mean, obviously, I think he's super good, but obviously the kid's only like 17 right now, you know, so don't know if he'll play right away. Might have to sit a few weeks, and then I hope CJ and Gabe can be immediate contributors because we need it, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that that There's a photo. On, I'll, I'll share it with uh, with Ezra, so we'll, we'll share it from the main account. But there's a photo of Sony, and he is – just a behemoth of a human being. Like he, he was, is a picture of him with Kerry Coombs and, uh, and Ryan day. And he's just head and shoulders over both of them. Super excited about him. But like you said, he's 17 years old. So really excited to see what his body can kind of morph into as well. Yeah. Six, four safety. That's yeah. Something. We need, if we can ask one thing, we need, if anybody has them, basketball highlights, because apparently he's a bit of a basketball player as well. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is a really good basketball player. And Ezra, what are your thoughts on, on sort of that, that portion of the class? So that portion of the class, and really my thoughts, uh, really my thoughts on the class as a whole is like um, fantastic. Um, it, it's a really good class. Um, I don't want to, I, I think we're going to get into some more negative talk i guess you say i would call it realist talk um but but before we do that i i want to say like the class as a whole is very very good um 
linebacker, that's pretty much the best linebacker class you could ask for. Uh, it helps that they're all in-state, you know, not going to Florida, Georgia, Texas to get those guys makes it a little bit easier. But there were some doubts in the recruitment of Sonny Styles, like you said. Um, yeah, otherwise on defense, uh, I guess we can get to the defensive backs. This is not the class Ohio State needed from their defensive backfield. I think, you know, Kai Stokes and uh, Ryan Turner and Jaya Brown can all be good players. But in terms of the top-of-the-line prospects, uh, namely Xavier Nwampa, Zion Branch, Jaheim Singletary, and today a late flip Terrence Brooks, Ohio State completely whiffed on all of their top DB targets, which uh, can't happen. Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it just can't happen, right? Like, And, you know, you can really dive down into the specifics and you can say like, well, you can make reasons for right. why each of the four of them, you know, leaving or not, not ending up, ending up at Ohio state is in them their own right, you know, not a killer. But I think the, the, the thing that you talked about in, in total of the total four of them, you know, it, it, it whiffing on all four is just unacceptable. And, and, you know, the reasons for which like Zion branch, like, you know, USC becoming good, who the hell saw that coming? Um, you know, you've got uh, Xavier Nwampa just wants to stay at home and play at Iowa. Can't blame him for that. Uh, man, Terrence, Terrence Brooks, that, that one feels like an Ocean's Eleven style robbery. Like, we, yeah. just, we just got got there. And, there, weren't, uh, there were not any, there were some rumblings. You and I talked about it. We probably should have taken it more seriously, but there weren't any crystal balls. There was nothing like that. It was just, he flipped. Uh, it was like Von Bell style, basically. And can we talk um, about the crystal balls for a second? Uh, one thing that I wanted to get off here the people who run those crystal balls are freaking cowards, man. Like, the yeah, fact that yeah. no, you're, you know, <laughs> if you look at Terrence Brooks in particular, his last crystal balls were from the day he verbally committed to Ohio State, and then the next round comes um, like minutes before he signed with Texas. Man, like if you're gonna have a crystal ball, you gotta, you know, <laughs> put your name to it a little bit before and a little bit more in advance. And maybe if that's the case, you know, we do sniff that out. You know, firm or, or you know, Karelic or are putting a a crystal ball in. You know, maybe we have a chance to to have something to talk about there. But obviously, that's just a personal gripe. Um, but yeah, super super uh, disheartening to lose lose in there, and especially in like a a. a portion of the defense that had always been a strong suit for Ohio State or had been and, for a long time. And now um, you have one proven corner on the roster in Denzel Burke. And mm -hmm. you basically, depending on the health of Josh Proctor, you either have one or zero proven safeties on the roster. I wouldn't call Bryson Shaw proven after this year. I think you can call Josh Proctor proven when he's healthy. But it, like that's just unacceptable. Um, we don't really it's kind of like a chicken and the egg. We don't know if sort of part of this is recruits expecting Kerry Coombs to be gone or if it needs to, or if this should be the reason for a staff shakeup uh, with uh, Matt Barnes and Kerry Coombs. But basically something needs to change here because they, they can't get away with this again. I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, just with John, um, like, having a class like this isn't like the killer it used to be because it, it used to be that if you didn't sign any good DVs, you were just dead. Well, in the transfer portal era, you can sort of make it up down the line. Like there is the possibility in the future for 
getting guys who maybe you missed on in this class or the class before uh, into the program. So it's not a it, Ohio State can recover from this, but it's really it's not it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It, the recovery factor. I mean, I, I guess the, the the air of caution that I'll throw up with any names that are thrown out with regards to the transfer portal is there's always a reason that somebody is in the transfer portal, yeah. right? Um, and whether it's they're not a fit at their organization or, um, you know, or, you know, there was some, some off the field things or, you know, uh, didn't get along with a coach or something like that. Those are all things that you have to vet through. Um, but it, but it is interesting to see, you know, um, maybe we change our tone. Obviously I think, uh, I think they're going to have to try and and get someone in the. In they the need a DB portal. in the transfer portal. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, missing on Eli Ricks was that that whole situation was kind of concerning. But I I don't know how much I blame them for that. It seems like I I'm of the opinion that Eli Ricks is not all that interested in sort of a being a college football player and part of a college football program. Um, I think he just wants to get to the NFL, which is totally understandable. But it does. Like it does suck not getting him. Um, hopefully, there's another guy they can get. Uh, Mark Pantoni tweeted something uh, to that effect. Not, he didn't specify position, but he said he was watching transfer portal film. So we'll see. I'm not like at DefCon one. I'm like at DefCon three. I think, uh, the, yeah, this is really yeah. kind of what getting at like what it's it's another sign and another straw on the camel's back that is the Ryan Day conversation, right? Yeah. Like, um, I don't think like and again, none of this is fireable, but it's it's starting to look like um, you know, unless things change the their trajectory here pretty quick, Ohio State's gonna have to make a coaching decision within the next couple of years. Um, because there are so many things at play. You've got so many solid coaches in the Big Ten right now, um, and who knows how long those coaches stay solid. Um, I, I don't want to keep talking about um, the Michigan State head coach, Mel Tucker, but uh, not a particularly great showing for him today, um, to, although they did get some guys in the transfer portal. But you know, when your recruiting class is getting out-recruited by 2-10 and 10, Tom Allen, um, it, there's reason for concern, I think there, um, but, but definitely something to keep an eye on, um, you know, as Ryan day keeps going, um, you got to keep an eye on him and, uh, you know, let, at least letting him know that like, yo, this job is not, a, you know, it, it's not just yours, you know, like, yeah, exactly. there's so many people right. who, who rely on that job and that job to be good. And, um, you know, and you, you got pants today. Brooks in particular like if that name image and likeness stuff is that um big of a deal like Ohio State has together yeah yeah right we need some bag droppers back in the program yeah Um, Sean what are your uh sort of thoughts on all this uh sorry just come back to me yeah Yeah. um yeah I mean it, it is it is so difficult like because I do feel like Ohio State and it's so tough because it's like you know um, you see some of the ads that go around with the Ohio State um, athletes involved in them. You've got Trevion Henderson got a new car. Um, you've got you know a bunch of people getting new cars, and it feels like you're doing great 
in some regards, but man, there are some schools that are just ready to be in the major leagues of, uh, of name, image, and likeness stuff. And you have to be prepared to compete with it. And I think if anything, it just means if you're going to go enter the state of Texas in particular, and moving forward, if you're ready to enter the state of California, you better come correct because they are, you know, these, those guys are going to be ready, ready to go. And like, you know, the, the worry about California is if, if this USC ship gets off the ground, um, you know, it, it, a lot of Ohio State's solid recruits over the past few years have come from that California and come from Texas. So you just need to sure up that Midwest and, and sure up uh, the Ohio in particular, which you, there, you haven't shown many signs of cracks in Ohio. Keonta Goodwin today is one that stains out, though, that like, boy, that's, that's, uh, that's a tough one. In terms um, of Midwest. Um, yeah, I've got something to say on that. You mind if I... Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, um, I think kind of what you're getting at is like um, sort of unorganized NIL versus organized NIL. Like Ohio State players are doing very well in sort of unorganized NIL and will continue to do so. Just sort of like getting deals as a result of their, uh, their stardom at Ohio State. Where Texas beat uh, Ohio State today with, uh, with Terrence Brooks and potentially for Amari Abor... Uh, there are rumblings now that he could be headed to Texas. We shall see on that in the coming months. Um, these are the deals that they are getting are organized by boosters. They are, it is, it is sort of an unofficial salary. Uh, and that might sound crass to say, but personally uh, good for the players uh, from my perspective, I don't really care um, about sort of like you, they should get what they can get. Um and Ohio State does not have that sort of infrastructure up right now. Uh, Ryan Day publicly said today that they can't have that. I hope uh, he has to say that in public because it is technically illegal, even though there will never be uh, repercussions for it ever. Um, I'm hoping that is just saving face. That, that's just something you say in public because this is sort of the coming wave. This is going to be the next thing. And Ohio State needs to get their, their money people together, as I said, to keep up in this world. You don't have to like it, uh, but but this is what it is. Uh, what what do you think, Sean? Yeah, with the NIL stuff, it's schools will, or players will obviously go to the schools that pay them the most money. So, yeah, it's I crazy. mean, it's one of those things that like you can't blame any individual for. I just think it's like one of those things that on a system level is going to require some tweaking, and, and who knows? You know, like eventually. Some of this stuff does kind of come to roost. Like I, I do think that there is risk with, with anything, especially like, you know, if, if you're a business owner and in, in a lot of cases, like a smaller business owner, shelling out the kind of cash required to bring in um, the recruits that, you know, basically an unproven 18 year old kid, um, you know, it, see, I guess that's where it becomes daunting is like name, image and likeness, it's really cool to see some of the stuff like um, I know Notre Dame had a deal with a barbecue shop and um, I know Texas has, you know, $50,000 for all their linemen. Um, and that's kind of cool. Like it's cool to see that stuff, but there's like other side, flip side of the coin where it's like with the Quinn Ewers situation, as cool as it was to see him come, you know, at 17 or just turned 18, like, a million dollars for that for for a kid who has not played a snap really 
is a lot to invest from a business perspective. And I don't know how long um, businesses can keep that up. And I guess the argument could be that they've been doing it all along just under the table. But, uh, but yeah, it, it certainly brings up an interesting, you know, um, the side effect of like, did we know, did we know that this was going to happen? And I guess it's just some schools being very blatant with it that, that I guess you didn't anticipate seeing, but you know, when you see the name uh, SMU uh, a couple of days ago, it got mm-hmm. brought up that they're, they're trying to get the band back together. Like if, <laughs> if Dallas Fort Worth comes to party, they're going to come to party. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think Ohio state does have to figure out what their strategy overall is with that. Um, or, you know, you go back and, and um, you know, one of the things that Tress always talked about was, and this is something that you talk about with, you know, Billy Napier mentioned it as well. Like, you know, you, you've got to, you know, solidify your base with the three stars and the four stars and the local kids who, you know, who aren't going to require that, that level of, of in, uh, capital investment early on. Um, and you really work on developing them. And that's, that's where I get concerned is, is that player development factor. And, um, you know, looking at some guys on the roster's past, right, that, that didn't or haven't panned out yet. It, it does become worrisome, like, you know, the, the large, like, you know, the five stars that, uh, you know, don't look like five stars when they get to campus. Um, but but it, it's just an interesting thing that you bring up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just to sum up, I guess I would say Ohio State needs to adapt to this new world. Um, they're not completely screwed, but especially on the defensive backfield, this was not a good day for their future uh, prospects in that area. But on the whole, they, they did sign a very good class, not quite as good as 2021 or some of the other sort of monster classes in, in recent memory, but, but still good. Uh, you can't lose sight of that, even though there are issues that we need to talk about with the program. Um do we want to do do you guys have anything to add to Ohio State before we do maybe a little bit more general uh general talk? I mean, I guess um, the one thing I'll add is I I thought um on the in the quarterback conversation, I, I thought the Ohio State being able to go out and find a four star quarterback in um in, in Devin Brown like, and a high four star. And a high four star too. I thought yeah. that was that was so key because, you know, that was a position that was kind of in free fall um, after Quinn left and after the goat Jagger Laurel left, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, you, you, you do have a void and I still don't think that they should be, they should really be pressing that 2023 class hard because they, they should, they should want to go get a, get another, you know, highly rated quarterback. Cause again, if you've seen anything, you should know that you should have, you know, multiples of guys sort of lined up here as best you can. Because there is no, you know, with the, with the, the the reality of the game, there is no way of guaranteeing that, you know, Devin Brown, you know, you know, he seems all in, but like, or you know, Kyle McCord is, you know, willing to sit another year, you know, right. another year without uh, guaranteed of playing time the next year. I'd uh, love Dante Moore in twenty twenty three. Yes. Yep. And uh, especially we, because he's from Michigan. Yeah, that would be that would be uh it sure would be fun and then you, know? you go all then you push all the chips in the middle of the table for Jaden davis in 2024 that's absolutely the, yep yes um but yeah i mean it, it's it's all an interesting time but i, I thought 
uh, getting Devin Brown. Um, and, uh, you know, one last thing, I, I don't know if any of you or all of you, I'm sure I'm on the phone with now, but uh, to any of our listeners that didn't see it, I did think it was pretty cool to see some of the recruits changing their profile pictures to yeah, thought- pictures of the head coaches <laughs> or the coaches. I thought that was pretty funny. I also, I'm also like a little, I feel like it made me feel like a little bit sad because I'm like, dang, some of those coaches might not be here in like four weeks. That kind of. That is the flip side of it. <laughs> like seeing Tigra Shabola posting picture of stud, like you, 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 it makes you worry because yeah. it's like, it's well, like, wait, is stud going to be here? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's Something's not going to work out the way I want it to. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we need, we want to do a quick Travis Hunter talk before we get out of here. That that may be fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you guys. Cause I'll, um, I'll have probably the most thoughts on it. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean, you go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Travis Hunter, obviously the number one player. Uh, committed to Jackson State today to go play under Coach Prime. Um, I think uh, it's just shocking seeing him go to a FCS school, but Jackson State's not not your ordinary FCS school. So, and, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, my my thing on this, first of all, it's it's really cool. It's dope as hell. Uh, Deion Sam- Sanders just like annihilated Mike Norvell in front of the whole nation, uh, like days after they gave Norvell a contract extension. Uh, just just awesome stuff very cool to see but I my sort of takeaway on this from a broader and like applicable to OSU perspective it is like to me this is an example of of organized NIL like it sounds like uh Dion sort of maybe maybe you can't say that Dion like allegedly helped put together a deal behind the scenes to make this happen um and like that's what you like there's a difference between like that and getting a car like when once you're on campus for three months like that is more of a that's almost more of an unofficial contract signing bonus if you will uh and i think i think that's sort of why ohio state lost terrence brooks to texas and it's something they're gonna need to figure out to stay stay modern uh john yeah i mean as the resident florida state guy um, obviously a tough kick in the teeth today for, for the boy, Mike Norvell. Uh, you still had a great class, right? There's still number yeah, 15 in the class. country. And like, you know, and the thing that I always come away with and the thing that I've kind of resolved in my head is the fact that they were a four and eight football team this year. Right. Um, you know, there's not really much you can expect out of a four and eight team. You're still paying, uh, Willie Taggart to be the head coach of a team that he hasn't coached in two years. Um, and, you know, you can't really afford to fire him. So, but I mean, it, 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 it should be just a reminder to everyone. You have to be constantly checking in. And I, I can't really fault Norvell because they had been doing stuff with, you know, Travis for a long time. They had him on campus. He was recruiting for them. Hell, they got five-star Sam McCall basically to sign because Travis told him to come to Florida State. Um, and I think they just got pantsed and, and, uh, but this is the kind of stuff that you might see moving forward. Um, maybe not on the FCS, um, you know, level, but I do think, you know, this should be a reminder to everybody is, is no one is sure until you sign. Um, and that's like one of the things that I believe it was Mike Golick, um, back in the day was talking about was the, the day he signed, um, signed his na- national letter of intent, 
like he had a, a, a visit scheduled for that weekend. And it basically the visit boiled down to like tickets to a, a football game. <laughs> and uh, the day he signed his letter of intent, he got a call the next moment, say, like basically telling him, yeah, yeah, we canceled that visit. Like, we don't want you on campus anymore. But if anything now, like the recruiting doesn't really start until you start, you know, and, and that's what Ohio right. State in particular, the big schools really need to vet out is whether somebody's really interested in them or they're using the interest in them to, you know, solicit interest from others. And uh, that's where you've got to be really careful. Um, and you got to be really careful and you've got to be in constant contact with these kids. And, you know, at the end of the day, too, like there's there's going to be situations that come up where you can't really hold a coach super responsible for it, but it, it, it's just the reddification of the NCAA. You know, <laughs> somebody's got to be blamed for it. Um, and, and, you know, in all honesty, I think in the months and weeks leading up to the, the Travis Hunter decision, I thought he was, I thought he was Georgia bound. I mean, he took an official visit with Georgia. Um, you know, so that's what, where my worry was, was that Georgia was just going to come, come across and be like, yeah, by the way, we're still the number one team or, you know, number four team in the country. Um, you know, we can use a six foot cornerback, um, but it was Jackson state and, and all the power to him and, and best of luck. As everyone him. predicted. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you know, if, if, if Dion, you know, good, good for him. You know, I, I mean, the interest he has, I guess, long-term, I'm sure he has desire to be a, a power five head coach. Um, so it will be interesting to see if these moves continue or if they follow him. Um, and in particular, in the case of Travis, like, well, if Dion leaves in a year, does, does Travis leave with him? Um, if he goes to Florida State, maybe. <sighs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they had their chance at Dion, I think. And they, they ultimately did. relied yeah. on the fact that, well, Dion hadn't been a head coach before. and he or, had that- Has he even been a coach? She had been like a high school coach for a okay. couple of years, okay. and okay. Um, and then he was uh, the head coach at Prime Prep, which I'll encourage all of our listeners to go look up. Uh, did not reflect so positively on uh, on the man Dion, but uh, but yeah, I mean they, they had a choice to make and they opted not to, and now they're you know I mean I I don't think there's any grand cause for um, panic, but at the same time it's like you know any signs that weren't there. Um, because especially because you got Jimbo who uh, who left and is gonna bag. A, I don't know is ba- is Jimbo gonna take the number one class away from Alabama? They have it right now. Obviously, this isn't really done till February or even potentially like June, as we saw with JTT last year. But as of now, they have it. Um, I before we get out of here, the the last thing I'll leave on. I know I've been sort of a little bit doom and gloom on here and on Twitter today. And I think for good reason, I think this Ohio state staff needs criticism and frankly, shake up as I've said a hundred times, but um, even still Ohio state has the number one class in the big 10. And that's pretty much a given every year. We know that, but they have the number one class in the big 10 with the second and third classes having 24 commits apiece, and Ohio state having 18 commits um, and not being done. Ohio state's average player is uh, 94.04 on 247. Penn State and Michigan, who are up next, are 98-7 and 89-71, respectively. So, yeah, Ohio State still dominating the Big Ten, even on a not-so-fun day. Uh, That's the last thing I'll say. Sean, John, you got anything to say before we wrap this up? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'll say that <laughs> for those Ohio State fans that may think the sky is falling, it's not. They'll, they'll be fine next year. Uh, Ten and two will probably be the lowest point of Ryan Day's tenure is what I'll have to say. That's pretty much all I got. And, Sean, where can the, the listeners find you? Oh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at, at Sean, Sean underscore Blevins1. Um, where can they find me? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much just follow, look at my tweets. I tweet out some controversial opinions. <laughs> and, Sean, you've got, a, you've got a newsletter as well um, that I oh, subscribe yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. com. It's my college football newsletter, and I also plan on releasing some feature stories on there in the future. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a great great episode. Great to have you on, and we look forward to having you back in the future. Um, but as always, uh, you can find me at, at John underscore Rothstein and the boy Ezra at Cavs Buckeyes, and uh, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Thank you.